0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our spotlight episode for the week. And it's a spotlight on some of the shows that we do on our Patreon. Last week, we ended up going into a back issues podcast that me and Eric had done. And this week, I'm going to go and throw out an episode, an episode number one of a podcast that is actually kicking off fully this month. And that is the Milestone Podcast podcast dealing with the Milestone books. And this episode you're going to hear is actually on icon number one. In the meantime, I have already done Static Shock with my man Mark Jaeger as a back issues podcast. So from here, after you listen to this, if you want to continue listening to our Milestone podcast, what I will be talking about this weekend actually is when it will drop on our Patreon. I will be talking about hardware number one, that I really enjoyed. But as you're going to see, I really also enjoyed Icon. So if you do like what you hear, you want to hear some more, along with a bunch of other shows, early access to the regular podcast, uh, stuff like that, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Check everything out. See if you like it. If you end up enjoying it and you keep going next month, you get charged, all that. You won't get charged, though, until June So if you don't end up liking what you hear, you can quit. Never be charged. Just use it as a free trial. At least you gave it a shot. But we're going to go up now and listen to me talk about icon number one. As a little side note, when we were first going to do this podcast, it was going to be called the Milestorm Podcast because when Eric Shea was drunk, America's Sweetheart, for episode 100, he ended up mixing up. The Wild Storm and the Milestone into what he then called the Milestone podcast deal. Uh, And originally, I was going to go back and forth between the Wild Storm and the Milestone stuff. But for now, I'm kind of digging the Milestone stuff a little more. So I'm going to be continuing on with this as a Milestone podcast and then maybe later even mix in. Its own podcast for the wild storm stuff. If I have the time, but please check this out and I hope that you enjoy it. And the milestorm comes out. And the milestorm comes out. And the milestorm comes out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the milestorm podcast. Thanks to Eric Shea being drunk while. Since then, but thanks to uh, that whole deal, I was thinking about starting a milestone podcast since we have had news that the milestone stuff is going to be coming back. And I thought, well, every time I say anything about the milestone, even when I'm talking by myself, I end up saying the milestone because of old drunk ass Eric. So I figured, hey, what the heck? We're going to turn a flaw into a feature And we're going to end up having a podcast that's both about the Milestone comics, but also the Wildstorm comics. And what I'll end up doing is jumping back and forth between books, between the imprints, between things like that. But we're going to end up starting on the Milestone part of things. And I'm going to start with... I, I actually thought... Everybody will think that I'm going to start with Static Uh, You know, Static, the big character that was the breakout hit And with that, I'm not going to start with Static I am actually going to start with Icon Who is more interesting a character in my mind And I really do like the Icon series a bit more than the Static series So for this first episode of The Milestorm we're going to do the milestone book icon. And just as an aside, this is kind of a beta test type deal. This is the sort of thing that I do occasionally, where I'll just do these, throw them out there and see what everybody thinks. And I'd love to hear what everybody thinks about this. Tell me if you want this to continue. Tell me if you want it, you know, retool it, whatever. But we will start with Icon number one. And Icon number one is an issue that came out in May of 1993. It is titled By Their Own Bootstraps, written by Dwayne McDuffie, pencils by M.D. Bright, inks by Mike Gustavich, letters by Steve Dutro, and colors by Rachel Manashi, James Sherman, and Noel Giddings. And I think that most people, if they've heard about Icon, even a little, what they would have heard is he is the black Superman. And while you end up getting a Superman-esque origin story. You know, a little twist there, Uh, but it is like that. By the end, it feels more like Batman and Robin. And also, I think that it'll shock a lot of people when I go into this about the political leanings of Icon, what he's all about, what he is trying to do, all these sort of things I really do think we'll surprise some people, but we'll save that for just a little bit because when it starts out, you end up having our hero who is on pretty much a star liner like a cruise ship in space. Uh, at this point, he is just a passenger named Arnus, and you don't get this actually from the actual issue. These are some things that I looked up and things that I researched before because there is kind of a cold open that's more of a silent type deal. You do see what's going on, but you're not exactly sure yet what it is. But you end up seeing our hero uh, for the, at the beginning is just kind of a, a generic gray alien. Like I said, on the Starliner, there's a malfunction. There's trouble. It looks like you're going to end up having the Titanic in space situation here. And you end up, Arnus gets into an escape pod, does end up saving himself. This escape pod lands on Earth, and it's in the south of the U.S. in 1839. These are slave times, and a slave does end up finding him. And as she approaches, his escape pod ends up using technology that morphs him into a little African-American baby. And when the slave Grabs him and takes him it Is that she has found a black Baby that can then kind of assimilate In with this but that's a big thing This starts out the deal With him being a slave And then we go to 1993 So you realize okay he is An alien he's lived a long Time but when we get to The 1993 part Here he is pretty Much a rich lawyer uh, Who his partner Comes in saw who Pretty much says, you are the most conservative Republican I've ever met. You make Rush Limbaugh look like a liberal. I mean, you really get the push. And this is the thing that's surprising. The idea that who becomes icon, Augustus Freeman here is his name that he takes as a human, is a ultra conservative that really does end up clashing with a lot of the other Dakota heroes. A lot of the milestone stuff here. And it's what makes this interesting in my mind. Now, he ends up getting a sidekick very quickly in this first issue that is, you know, a girl who's growing up in the worst projects in Dakota City and has a different view. And it's one of those which is really neat, the idea that an alien who has lived since or at least lived in Earth since slave times has been able to rise up and become a rich lawyer. And goes by the philosophy that everybody who works hard will end up benefiting. That's the thing. That's what you need to do. No help from anybody. You do things yourself and eventually you'll succeed. Well, it does help when you kind of live hundreds of years. You end up having a different time frame. Also, you end up where as you go, you have the knowledge that you would gain from all of these times and things like that. But what he ends up doing is to explain The idea that he doesn't age, he gets to middle age and then doesn't age anymore. He'll keep assuming the identity of the next generation. So he's actually at this point, Augustus Freeman, the fourth, because, you know, he keeps saying, oh, well, that was my great, great, great grandfather, Augustus Freeman back there. So when you open it up, though, he's at his desk huge office and he's thinking about his mother who was a slave and he's actually got slave shackles he's looking at thinking about and you end up where his partner comes in hey what's going on what are you doing with those things he's like ah it's just something I uh you know ended up talking to somebody I was thinking about a woman you know all these things about this deal this guy thinks that he's like oh what a player and he's like no no it's not like that but you do see That he's starting to question things He's starting to think that Things may not be as Great as he wants in the meantime He's still ultra Conservative he still goes and even At at the end he mentions That he goes by the Booker T philosophy The whole deal Booker T Washington Philosophy of you know pulling Yourself up from your bootstraps doing The work the hard work put in the work and you'll Be benefited and you'll be rewarded And unfortunately for Raquel, who is the other character here, a young black woman who's growing up in this Paris Island projects of the Dakota City. It it hasn't been like that. She doesn't have those opportunities. Now, you get right away that she's very smart. She's just, again, not getting the opportunity. She wants to be a writer. She wants to be like Toni Morrison. She even mentions that specifically. And she can't, for the most part, she thinks that she doesn't have any story to tell which I think it's one of those where she isn't giving herself enough benefit. She's not giving her life enough benefit, or at least enough credit of people being interested in her. And she kind of, you get right away that she feels like she's just, you know, getting swept under the rug. She's nobody cares, you know, her situation stinks and whatever. And, and again, that's what would be interesting that she would write about but she thinks that something big has to happen and that's what kind of gets her inspired once she does end up meeting Augustus Freeman but she meets him because a couple of her friends decide that they're going to go and rob Some people in the rich neighborhood, they're going to go out of Parasylum projects and head up to Prospect Hills where you have all the rich white people. We're going to, you know, we're just going to steal from them. What does it matter? They have so much money and it's a friend, Noble, Deke and Lenny. They go out and they're going to go up to steal. And They convince her to go and she is hesitant at first and they're like, oh, we're just, you know, we're going to take things that they're not even going to miss. I mean, we're not we're not going to do bad things. We'll just grab stuff and then get out of there. And they do go and they find this big, big mansion like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, nobody in there. It it, it will miss anything. And then the thing that gets her, though, is because as she's talking and thinking about Toni Morrison and her her writing career that she wants to have, she really wants a typewriter. She like something that simple. She just wants a typewriter. So it, it would be like now I'll write with a typewriter. And that that's what the fancy writers write with. And that's what she thinks she needs to be able to write. Good you know that would make me And obviously she'll realize later That it's not just that That ends up being important But at this point that's what she Thinks is keeping her back and that's how They get her to go and go into This mansion with them to rob The place because I bet you They have a typewriter in there And I bet you Toni Morrison has a typewriter And you know you know what I'm saying Let's go and they do go in there And they're going through and you end up having the guys, the three guys, they go off and they're and this house is huge. And they're like, wow, man, this is bigger than those houses we see on television. Oh, my God. They're this is the greatest. Stuff. they go off. They're going to go off and try to find some things to rob where you end up having Raquel goes into and just kind of wanders into this study library, sees all of these books. And like in my mind, she's never, ever seen a house that would have this amount of books and paintings it looks like a museum and she says oh my god you know this is everything that i've ever wanted here i wonder how This person ever was able to get this much and says this person's rich, not just money. This person's rich with knowledge and history. And, oh, my God, they have a computer. And she goes over and you get the idea. And I'm telling you, Dwayne McDuffie doesn't spell out like and then she touched the keys of her first computer. You just get the way the art plays out and how she goes over and how she's going to like. Oh, my God, this is like the only person I've ever seen have a computer. And she goes, well, while she's doing that, you end up hearing, you know, somebody come in like, hey, Christina, is that you? Are you down here? And you see, while well, these guys are going out with like a widescreen TV and things like that where they run into Augustus Freeman. The lights come on. They see this black guy in a robe and they say, yo, it's the effing butler. Hey, listen there, buddy. Uh, We're going to steal this stuff. And, you know, your rich boss, white boss, he he ain't going to mind. You know, I'm sure you have tons of things. And plus, we're not going to do anything to you because, you know, you're just trying to, you know, work, get a paycheck. It's nothing to get killed over. And that's where Augustus says you're mistaken on several accounts young man and he's very proper and says i don't work here this is my house these things you intend to steal are also mine and i do not intend to allow it and this is where you know the guy noble he he has a gun right to augustus's face And says, I I don't give an F what you think I don't care who the hell you think you are I'm going to shoot you if you don't get out of the way Because you're an asshole And you end up having Augustus say Well, I'm not going to put up with your lip And plus, I don't like that sort of language in my house And so he's just, he's not so. Now, it is something, again, where it comes to play During this whole series The idea that Augustus here Is, you know, he's stepping up and he's not afraid. Well, he also knows that these bullets can't hurt him. So there is that whole thing that plays out throughout the series between him and eventually Raquel becomes his sidekick. The idea of, you know, what is bravery when you really have no stakes because you know you can't hurt? Or, you know, what is. You know doing your own thing and and trying to work hard when you are actually 300 years old 200 years old things like that like you know the idea of how things are different and how you end up having Augustus think of things like he thinks he knows everything and how things are yet he's looking at it through a skewed type of deal because of what he actually he's an alien and it even says in the letters thing at the end where You know, one of the mysteries of how this goes forward is does Augustus Freeman, the fourth, understand what it is to be an African-American when he's actually an alien and things. like... And it it plays out really well in this Uh, noble. This guy, Noble, he he shoots Augustus right in the chest. He just shoots him. And then Augustus stands up and says, this has gone quite far enough. And the rest they just take off. The the three others, including Raquel, they but noble, he shoots Augustus four times in the chest now, still doesn't do anything. And Augustus grabs the gun, crushes the very Superman esque move, and then says, You stay here, I'll be back for you. I'm gonna go get your friends. And so as this is going on and he's chasing down these other people, you end up having Raquel talking through the narration About a book that she read The Song of Solomon Where a man wanted to fly Not like an airplane but for real And says in the book though Flying didn't mean flying It meant something else Flying was freedom And that's it is That's what the Song of Solomon The book is about And she says I thought I understood it But I didn't Not really Until she actually saw Augustus fly he comes out and he starts flying and she realizes yeah she got the metaphor she understood okay flying meant freedom okay you you wish you were a bird you wish you were that you know all that stuff but when she actually saw Augustus flying where there was no burden you can't bear when you're flying if you can fly you pretty much can do everything gravity can't touch you you can do whatever you want And, yeah, you can do anything as you have Augustus picking up each of these kids and depositing them down where he can now talk to them. And he ends up saying to them, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you this and you listen carefully, all of you. Uh, I have little patience for criminals and that's what you are. And then says, you know, I don't want any of the details of what I just did. You know, he just flew and just got shot a bunch of times. He doesn't need that out. You know, he has this life that he's leading. He's, you know, keeping the whole alien thing undercover. And in the meantime, you find out he has not used these powers in in quite some time. But it's, it's the thing here that he... Seem It's a lesson he wants to teach as well It's not just, you know, hey, I'm going to take you to the police He's also afraid that they'll, you know, rat him out about having these powers But he says, I want you to, from now on, you're listening to me You guys are going to start acting like regular citizens Not thugs Uh, If you want to pay for something, or if you want something, you pay for it If you can't afford it, you work for it You know, these are the things you're going to do Your behavior reflects poorly on our people And on yourselves and again We're going to get this conflict later about You know are is He uh, is he really a Black man here or are you Just an alien who thinks that you know that Becomes a big thing in here but He's very big on this Idea of if you Want something you work hard for it Then you get it this is easy Everybody can understand this you do Well while this is going on one of the other guys Ends up going to pull out a gun And you have Augustus say I Hope that's chocolate that you're pulling Out there because whatever it is I'm gonna Make you eat it so you better put it back In there and then he says Listen you guys leave Right now you don't tell Anybody what you saw and then You know you return everything That you stole tonight because he Realizes this probably wasn't the first House that they went to um but You go right now return All that stuff don't commit another Crime because if you do I'll be watching you and I will come and get you. And yeah, and he said, and you end up, Raquel says, I don't know about the other guys, but I believed them and they ran, they all ran off and she goes home and her mom's mad. You were out late. You're hanging with these kids, whatever. And you see right away though, that Raquel comes home and she starts just, you know, Writing things down She's all of a sudden Now she's writing She's writing whatever it is She's inspired now And she says you know I have a crappy life I think of my mom I don't blame her for things About her getting mad Because she has a crappy life I have a crappy life What are we going to do But now There's this possibility of flight This idea of what I saw And things are possible Uh, You know all of a sudden Things can happen And what she ends up doing And what she has kind of Written down and what she's doing She's actually decided that She's going to go to Augustus And say and and in a funny Turn of events here where You ended up having the kids Come and try to rob the house and think That Augustus was The butler you do see That he has a white maid Slash butler when they come it's a lady It's just an aside there where you End up having uh, Raquel Come and said hey uh, yeah I was Thinking of some things you know, since that night when we were going to rob you. And, yeah, I, I think that me and you should be superheroes. And she she's written out a thing and made, like, a, a treatment of Icon and the rocket. And you, you see, it's funny, too, because th- there's Augustus, like, Icon, what's that? You can tell it's him. She's pretty good, uh, you know, with this drawing. But also, what's the rocket? What, what? That's me. I mean, really, you can see that, too. But she ends up calling him Icon. And she says, "I want you to be a superhero called Icon." When he says, "What's that?" "Icon." It means like an example or an ideal. And he says, "No, actually, it's a symbol, something that stands for something else." And then you have Raquel right away, sassy, goes, "Oh yeah? What do you stand for?" He really doesn't have an answer. Like that's the whole thing is he doesn't really know. And there is that whole thing with him that is interesting about, you know. What is he really? An alien? Is he an African-American? Is he was a slave? All these things wrapped up in the one that I think that you're seeing where he's kind of confused of what he should believe and what he does believe and and what he feels and what he – because overall, he's pretty much at this point biding his time until the Earth technology catches up to his people's technology so he can get the hell off of Earth. He's That's all he's waiting for But in the meantime He's living this life And he she ends up saying She says you should be a superhero And set an example for people Like you did for me and my friends And then he's like huh Well what's this rocket Well that's me And she's like I'll be your sidekick And the, there's never a point at this Where he says like uh, what powers do you have what can you do what do, you know that whole deal and that's where in my mind this is where it fully out becomes batman because there there's augustus is like eh, you know teenage girl whatever get that costume on let's go because he does not put any bit of a fight up about this he's just kind of you know wondering what it's all about and one of the biggest lines here is you know he says To her, if you want a better life, don't look for examples. Like he said, why do people need examples? Like you just have to work hard. This is all he talks about. If you want a better life, don't look for examples. Do what I did and pull yourself up from your own bootstraps. Again, the Booker T. Washington frame of mind type deal. And this is where she comes back. And and again, like this is the most important part of the whole issue when she says it's a lot easier to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, Mr. Man. If you already know how to fly And then she storms out Where you see another maid there Who is a black maid So he has a bunch of of maids and things like that He has a bunch of people working for him Uh, And he's rich and that's kind of the deal You know why you're so rich you don't even know And also he can fly So it's not even a metaphor Well he ends up Augustus does end up showing up Then flies to her house it's almost like the I will become the bat moment he comes through The window and gives her The rocket outfit he has Made an outfit also has given Her a special belt That you know it has powers This becomes more and more a thing as We go on um, Because she's going to have to learn how to use it And things and there's some limitations to it And things like that but at least he's there it's not a Greatest American hero situation here But yeah you end up having him excuse me You end up having him show up Give her the outfit and goes off and says, I'll meet you at the bridge in three weeks. I'm like, three weeks? Is she supposed to train or something? This is a crazy deal. But you end up where now we go forward and three weeks has passed and she's ready to go meet Augustus slash icon now on this bridge to see what is going to go on. Now, as you end up having Augustus walking towards this bridge he's going through paris island in the city of dakota this projects and he's starting to question things again he's starting to you know he's looking at this just the awful living conditions and at one point you have a like a baby in a diaper playing in the puddle and things and people running around but at one point kids are playing whatever game they're playing it looks like I'm going to chase you with a broken bottle while you run away with the knife. You know, the broken bottle knifey game that we all played. But he ends up saying, how could they live like this? And how could I let them? Because he has just been in his penthouse deal and in his mansion. He thinks that he's doing everything the way that everybody should. He's starting to realize that's not the case. But he ends up saying, I pretended that those who suffer under these conditions must have brought it upon themselves. And while they have lived without hope, I have lived a lie. And he ends up flying up to the bridge. And it's an old broken down bridge uh, where he goes and meets Raquel and says, I'm here. And they're going to put their, you know, their customs on. But as this is going on, Raquel, who already has hers on, she's quoting W.E.B. Du Bois Who is the kind of opposite of the Booker T. Washington feel. And this is something where you end up having this beginning of a philosophical difference between the two, which is the interesting part of it. Uh, But, yeah, they're going to get the costumes on. And then, you know, Rocket says, Raquel Rocket says, let's rock. And they're going to go off and they're going to go. And what is starting here is I think that what Raquel wants is that she just wants to fly around. She just wants to go and show, Hey, look at us. You could be superheroes too. Look. And while they're going, there is a bit of trouble in City Hall. There is a police standoff, tons of police out. You have the lights going. Everybody's there. And you end up where Icon says, We're, let's go down there and Figure out what's going on and help people Now again this is a Rich lawyer Who probably is friends with a lot Of police you know in the daily Things like this well now he's dressed up As a superhero he's not going to think Anything different Raquel says There is no way we're going to go Fly down in the middle of 80 bazillion cups what are you Crazy and he's like what are you talking About no that that's what we're going to do And you have her say, and this again, this is the great, you know, juxtaposition of a normal deal where you have Raquel say, I'm the sidekick. I'm supposed to be the one who's naive. You really think that they're going to like us doing this? And she ends up using says, you know, you think that a flying and, and uses the N word coming dropping out of the sky You think the police are going to want that? You think the police are going to think, oh, man, yeah, hey, you're here to do my job. This is great. And you end up having icons say, watch your language and don't assume everything's racial. You seem to be stuck on this idea that everything's racial. You know, let's go and show respect to authority. Let's go down to the police. We can ask them if they want our help and you'll see everything will be great. And they go down. The police immediately, you yeah, Icon go over and say, hey, I'm Icon. I'm here to help you. Hey, officer, how, how are you? And they immediately pull their guns on him. And they're like, I, I don't care what you are. Put your hands on your head and this is going to be trouble for you. And you're under arrest. And you end up having Raquel's like, don't assume anything's racial, huh? I'm like, he does not need a I told you so right now. And yeah, they have. Just all the cops now have turned to pretty much arrest Icon and Rocket. Um, and then you have the last, and it's kind of a zinger at the end where Raquel's like, I bet this never happened to Superman. And you get that kind of zinger in there. But yeah, it's, it, it's one of those things is as I'm reading it, I liked it from the beginning. But really, as it went, and once you get Raquel and, you know, Augustus in their persona, icon and rocket and their idea of the difference between their philosophies and the idea that Augustus, he really doesn't know what he's, you know, what's going on. And and most of these Dakota heroes are going to be street wise. They're going to be, you know, that's sort of, n- not, not icon. Icon's the exact opposite of that. And icon is naive of what really goes on. And this is where He's really going to see, you know, what's what's happening and and what's going on, and I, and I really liked it. And the thing is, obviously, this has, you know, it's politically charged. Uh, you know, in '93 it was. It, it it means. I mean, it, this is the thing with the whole milestone coming back now, and then you read this especially. You realize yeah I think there is a place for There's always a place for it but really Now it's like oh my god like this could Have been written today that's How much things Haven't changed but also how much it Needs to kind of come out and and Do that and also Even with all that even with all The things I've said and whatever It's still a really good comic It is you you get a Progression of characters in the Single issue you get a Really cool team up of differing philosophies. You even get that changing of the deal of the sidekick not being naive like the hero is. And it's a hero who has not been a hero. He's just going to step out and be one now and thinks that, you know, everything will change and is inspired by Raquel to do this. But I don't think realizes how bad things have been because of the lifestyle he has been Living so I think that it's it's Really good and I'm glad that I started With this one and I'm glad That hopefully you enjoyed this And liked to hear about It and I think that it's something that everybody Should check out and there's A bunch of milestone You know characters comics things like That uh, I think that I probably Will continue with the Milestone part of it to static And then we'll go through a bunch of Others that I, I really Like I like hardware Is coming up as well, and I may even go to Hardware, you know, next But we'll probably go static, but you also have Blood Syndicate, Shadow Cabinet, you have A lot of different, Cobalt, Death Wish, a lot of cool characters with That, but in the meantime Since this is the mild mild Milestorm The next episode, I'll Be actually talking about Wildcats Number one, it's funny, when you End up reading stuff about The whole Wildstorm imprint all that with jim lee Uh, most of the reading orders most of the things that give you ideas about it try to push you away from reading like the first two volumes of the whole deal of almost every book they want you to get like say the Wildcat stuff they're saying just go to the alan moore stuff who ended up showing up later things like but we'll start from the beginning but yeah if i was gonna rate this first issue of icon i'd probably give it like an eight five uh the art is a little dated though i still do like it um but it's a little dated and for the most part i love what we get but i need a little more i need some of the information that i ended up doing research about and finding out i wish that we learned more in this uh but, yeah, an 8.5, I'm going to give it, and I really do enjoy it. And I do say everybody should go and read it. And if you do read it, make sure you read the what will end up being the letters page at the end uh, because it's really good and really shows – what thought went into this book and why you ended up? And I'll even read that says, uh, This January at the Great Eastern Convention in New York, many of you expressed your doubts that a rigidly conservative African American could be any kind of superhero. Well, now you've seen the hero of Dakota. You've seen what makes him tick. He's definitely not street smart or whatever the flavor of the month is on TV. Watch him very carefully, though, in the coming months. Does his conduct make him a hero? Is he really an African-American? After all, he is an alien. Does his longevity give him a better view of America's problems or does it place him beyond real understanding? And if it says we have no idea yet, you're going to have to write and tell me what you think. And I think that that really sums it up well. The idea where and why I think I like, holy crap, like this icon is is different than I think anybody would think going into this, especially what they would have heard. The idea that he is that conservative and that maybe his longevity has put him away from, you know, the struggles and things like that. And all, even though it should actually have made him more aware of it going through all the stuff. But we have to find out. And also there is a contest. Uh, Actually, two contests in this at the end where you end up because the letters page is called Iconography and you end up, man, that's lame. We need a new we need a new name. Somebody give us a new name. So you have that. But also you end up having a contest where they ask you, who is this book about? Is it about Augustus Freeman, the fourth maroon space alien? Or is it actually about Raquel Irvin, budding writer in a rough neighborhood? Or is it both? And they ended up having this contest, and I'll spoil it for you. Issue nine, I think, is where they pick a winner, and the winner said it is about both. And their you know, interactions and teaching each other what's going on and things like that. And I, I think that from this first issue, you really get that right away. So thanks, everybody, for listening to this. I hope you like this new podcast. I hope that you like this. I like to call it a new show. I don't know why I don't like, I don't like calling it a new podcast because that kind of like seems like it would be something out on another feed or something like that. I like that the Patreon stuff is all one thing, all just, you know, almost like TGIF. It's just the block of things that you can, you can just enjoy. It's all these shows. I hope people enjoy it. So I hope that you like this. So let me know. And with that, I will bid you adieu and I will talk to you later.